Hello and welcome to Solid Steps Radio. My name is Chad Russell. That is Kurt Souter. We are co-hosts, meaning I do co-things and he does co-things and we do co-things together. And that's called Solid Steps Radio and it's a show for men by men talking about things from a man's perspective. And we know all this is applicable to the ladies and, and to the men of your life, ladies, but um, but we, we want to have an audience of the guys and we talk to the guys predominantly every week. And uh, we believe here on Solid Steps Radio that you as a man was create, were created and are created in the image of God and that you were destined to walk with God through Jesus Christ. And that's why we do what we do here. We want to be a tool in your toolbox, men. There's a lot of noise out in this world about politics and sports and everything else. And we just want to help you be transformed by the renewing of your mind just by talking about God and the things that he's doing in people's lives. So uh, we're talking today with a, uh, it's really an interesting story. If I asked you, listener, um, are you living or are you dying? And most people say, well, oh, I'm living, you know, I'm living life to the fullest. And the truth is that every person hearing my voice is dying. Our bodies are dying and we are headed one day closer to being dead. Now, think, gee, Chad, that's really enlightening and encouraging. I'm really inspired by that. <laughs> can't but, wait to listen to more. <laughs> can't wait to listen to this show. But we're talking today with uh, a, a gentleman who you talk about clarity and vision. Uh, he has a disease that is 0.001% of America, not 1%, not 0.01%, but 0.001%. There's 300,000 people in America out of 300 million that have a disease that he has. And yet he said it was the best thing that ever happened to him. You know, Chad, I, when I talked with this guy on the on the phone, I go, we got to get him on the radio because it was so encouraging and so inspiring. And let me ask you, Chad, mm-hmm. what's the best thing that's ever happened to you in your life? I'm going to say Jesus, Jenna, and kids, my kids. That's the best thing that's ever happened. In that order. Yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah. Not, not bad. No, you know. So, so, so I'm, I'm talking with Tom. Uh, Tom Wimsat, uh, welcome to the show. Thank you. It's great to have you. Uh, you called me up. We were talking about doing some discipleship stuff, and you needed uh, – I was connecting you to a group of guys, and just uh, and you started sharing your story. And, I, and, Chad, I go, oh, my goodness, we got to get this guy on the radio because few men have your perspective. Because you, that, that day we were on the phone – you said that this disease is the best thing that's happened to me. Yes. And so, but before we get into that, you you are you're a post office guy, right? You're you you've been delivering mail for how many years? Uh, twenty seven uh, years. I spent four years and seven months in the Navy on an aircraft carrier. Wow. So, uh, so all those years you're delivering mail. Um, uh, were you walking or driving or both? I was, I was well throughout throughout my career. I did a little bit of both, but uh, mostly uh, at the end of my career, I was driving. Okay. So, and uh, you you're kind of retired from the post office now, right? Okay. So, uh, but d- during that year, all those years, twenty seven plus years, uh, you're doing doing life, and something begins to happen to your body. Yes. What? What, ha- what was happening? I was diagnosed with disease first called Raynaud's. Uh, I was loading my mail truck one day, and it's 50 degrees outside, and my left hand's just really cold like it was 15 degrees outside. So uh, I, I knew my mother had had 
this disease, but I don't know. I didn't know what all it had had happened in her life with it, uh, because with this disease, it different things happen to different people. Uh, so there's I, different symptoms. There's Everybody di- re- right, responds differently. Right, right. Yeah, it can. Ha- it, it 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 happens in various different ways. Uh, there's a list of ways, but it, we may not all encounter the same thing. Okay, so uh, your left hand starts to get cold, and so what do you do? Um, I go to my pulmonary doctor, which I'd been seeing anyway because I had asthma real bad. Now, now uh, up to this point, um, you, your hands hadn't gotten cold much before. Or you know, no, maybe a little no, bit. this was just odd to me. Like, and I thought, well, this is just going to go away. It's just, I don't. It's just odd. This is just going to go away. Um, it's not a big deal, but it didn't go away. It and got the, worse. And the doctor said what? I I had told my doctor I believe what my mother has, and he said I don't believe you do, but we'll do some blood work. And after we did the blood work, he sent me to an RA doctor, and then I was first diagnosed uh, with the Raynaud's and mixed connective tissue disease, um, which uh, is acerbated into scleroderma. Uh, and scleroderma is the disease that is the the rarity of it's the culprit right now that's cra- causing havoc in my life. Right, I guess the best thing that's ever happened to him. The best thing that's ever happened to me. Yes. Okay, so um, before we get to the best thing that's ever happened to you, t- tell our listeners what is uh, scleroderma. Scleroderma. Derma means skin. It's the tightening of the skin. Um, I can't make a fist with my hands anymore. Uh, four years ago, I could make a full fist. That's the Renaud's. The scleroderma, uh, I have, uh, I have, uh, 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 my, if I go to eat food sometimes, I can't swallow them because I have esophageal dysmotility. So, so to, this, this scleroderma, it, it not only affects your skin. It affects your internal organs. Uh, it can attack different organs. It can, it can make your, uh, your, uh, your esophagus, your, your muscles in your esophagus can actually stop working where your food is processed to go through, you know, to your intestines. Vice versa, can it, we have uh, women in one of my groups to go to, uh, they can't lean over because th- their food doesn't stay in their stomach because those muscles stop working. So those, and th- I don't have that condition, but those, those are some of the possibilities that can happen. But, uh, the big one we worry about is kidney shutdown. There was a, a chief police officer up in Cincinnati who just overwent this uh, not too long ago. But the symptoms I'm having is probably uh, thickening of the lungs. I can feel that I can't breathe as much as as well as I used to be able to breathe. Um, but like I said, it can attack different organs. Uh, but there's a I have also been diagnosed what they say overlap was a, a step of, above from what I understand above scleroderma which inquires a multitude of diseases that can happen you know it, like some of the diseases I just described to you these are possibilities of things that I can endure if this progresses any further than it's than it's going right now to tell our listeners <clears throat> during the break or before we actually started uh, you, you're driving your your tr- your truck. You're delivering right, mail, right? And you ate a sandwich. I took a bite of a sandwich, and this is before I even knew what. I, the only thing that's probably helped me out was one of my doctors had mentioned a term called uh, biofeedback, and said, you know, you need to practice this. And I said, what is that? She says, kind of where you calm yourself down, so your body's not real tense. And uh, I had taken a bite of a sandwich. I got to about my third mailbox. And uh, 
I thought, this is it. I started turning blue. I put my mail truck in park, put the brake on, turned the key off, and I thought, nobody's going to help me. There are cars behind me, but they're not going to help me. Because they're, they're saying, this, he's just he's doing his routine mailman. stops. Yeah, he's the mailman. <laughs> somebody's, that's somebody's, what he, somebody's getting a lot of mail. <laughs> that's what that's what these people do. They hold up traffic, you know. So they're not going to get out. So I thought, this is it. I'm, I'm, I'm This is it for me. You couldn't and breathe. I, I couldn't breathe. And I started doing biofeedback because, I mean, I couldn't breathe. That, that's probably the closest to death I ever came that scared me that bad. Because I did. I thought, I'm going to die right here in this truck. And I started doing biofeedback, and I got it back. So, so during this biofeedback, you're 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 cal- in your mind. You're calming your whole. I'm trying to calm my whole body. You hold on. Don't don't panic. Don't panic. Start trying. Make yourself breathe. Make yourself breathe somehow. And so I'm trying to inhale. Nothing's happening. And I finally got it to where I started breathing a little bit, and I got calmed down, and the food passed. And. Uh, that that's the first time in my life I ever thought that that was it for me. That was that, you're done, you know. You're gonna die right here in this truck. You're gonna suffocate to death. So, um, were you freaking out? I didn't have time to freak out. There's no freak out time. <laughs> <laughs> There's no freak out time. There's just you, this is it. You know, you're, you know, I don't know how long it's gonna be. But I had talked to one of my doctors. He said, eventually you you probably would have got past this. You know, and it's a good thing you did. But to me that was it i'm 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 gonna this is this is gonna be the end of my life right here i'm gonna suffocate because this food isn't passing through with my esophagus because my esophagus is closed up at this point so so, um after after okay it finally goes down right what's going through your mind well like i said i i I thought that was it for me i thought it would that was the end of it uh and i caught my breath and got my composure and uh, I actually finished out my route. You know, I thought it had to be. And, of course, I wasn't going to eat anything else after <laughs> no. that. No, that's not going to happen. I thought, oh, what do we do now, you know? But I noticed it's uh, thicker, pastier foods that we eat. Like uh, everybody in our group, if you try to eat a boiled egg, it's not a good thing, especially with the egg yolk, because uh, the egg yolk will just stop right there because it's real thick. Yep. So uh, in the mornings, the first thing I do is I'll drink uh, some hot water, to open my esophagus up now, now um already you've had your esophagus stretched i've had my esophagus stretched out to where i to where things could pass which is dangerous i just thought i was going to go to my uh, uh my stomach doctor and he was just going to do it in his office i actually had to check into a hospital because um and we're talking we're talking real small amount of stretching but if they overstretch it you can have internal bleeding so when they do this, you have to be ready to go upstairs to do some uh, real quick surgery because uh, you've actually torn that skin inside. Wow. So we're going to take a break and come back in our second segment and talk to Tom. So Tom has just been diagnosed with a disease. And in the next segment, we're going to talk. The doctor said, do you really want to know how long you have to live? Like they weren't going to tell or didn't really want to tell Tom. And Tom says, oh, yeah, I want to know. So we're going to come back in the second segment. And after he realizes I've got a disease that's going to limit my time here on earth, how that affected him to become the best thing that ever happened to him. So we're going to take a break and we'll be back for our next segment on Solid Steps Radio. Welcome back to our second segment of Solid Steps Radio. Hopefully you're returning if you're just joining us. Thank you for listening. We are talking to Tom Wimsat today and Tom is... Uh, a very unique individual. He's one of 300,000 people in America that has a disease called, okay, 
scleroderma. Scleroderma. Kurt and I have been practicing that for about 30 minutes now saying that. <laughs> and uh, we, we talked about in the first segment how uh, he, he found this out, and, and we're going to talk in this segment more about uh, his journey on that. But we want to thank our sponsors for the show. We want to thank Ellen and Credit Union. They've been here for decades in the community, but a part of our show from the beginning. And if you're talking about auto loans, mortgages, credit cards, if you want to open up a checking account, deposits, internet, mobile banking, business accounts, you name it, uh, Ellen and Credit Union, it's not it's for anybody. So you don't have to work at Ellen and you just you want to be a part of Ellen and Credit Union, they want to be a part of your life and they want to take care of your financing and all your needs. And also Vision First Eye Care. Vision First has been t- helping people in this community for decades as well. Uh, every time you turn around, there's a new Vision First opening up near you. They've been taking care of my eyes and uh, a lot of people that we know, and they're a great organization. They take care of you as a person, not just your eyes and vision. So Ellen and Credit Union and Vision First, we want to thank them for sponsoring our show. Okay, so Tom, you know, you're... You're going through life, and uh, you, you told us at the, at the beginning of the show that you've got uh, a couple kids. Right. Oh, or, you're right. Uh, you, you want to change that answer? No, I got a son. <laughs> no, I don't know. I've got you, a son and a daughter. You yeah. got a son and a daughter. You got three grandkids. Correct. Um, you've been a single guy for the last twenty some years. Correct. And uh, see, going through life, you're the postman. Are you? Are you one of these friendly post guy, postman? You know, guy. I mean, some of them are real friendly, and some of them aren't not, not quite as friendly. Um, I, I I just see you as one of these totally friendly guys. Uh, yeah, I did. I had. A, it was really interesting because, uh, you know, when you're a mailman to kids, you're uh, you're up there with Superman. The kids <laughs> want to talk to you, and it's just really neat because I love kids. I love my granddaughters and. Uh, it's just too neat that the kids will come out and talk to you. Okay, you know? so um, <laughs> <laughs> you've been doing this all for all these, you know, number of years, twenty-seven plus years, and then, uh, you know, the story you said in the last segment about, you know, you're trying to eat the sandwich and you think you're going to die because you, you know, you 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 got this disease, scleroderma. Yes. And uh, you know, I asked you on the phone about fourteen times how to, you know, how to pronounce this. <laughs> um, but you went to the doctor, and your doctor asked you a question. Um, well, actually, I had asked her a question, and the question was, with this disease, I know your life's shortened, because I know that with this disease, uh, 60,000 men in the U.S. have it, 240,000. and uh, Women have it. Women, 240,000 women, and mostly it affects the women between the age of 20 and 40. So... Uh, you know, so I, I said, look, I know the life expectancy goes down with this disease. And uh, she said, do you really want to know? And I said, yes. And she said, well, I have to do some serious blood work. We'll send it off and it'll come back. So it came back and she said, you, so you really want to know? I said, yeah, I do. I said, uh, I'm going to be okay with the she, answer. She, she really didn't want to talk with you about it? She, I think, I think with doctors, sometimes I think they believe that we're healthier if we, if, if we, cope with disease rather than being fearful of what the outcome can be you know and i I had asked her i said what what are we looking at she said with with what you're going through and the blood work that you've sent in you probably have an eight-year window give or take so uh when she told me that i was kind of like okay because i now this was how long ago this was four years ago four years ago she she says to you you you've got about about an eight-year window correct you might it might go a little bit longer. It might go a little bit shorter. But on average, it's about eight years. Correct. And what goes through your mind? 
Well, you know, I had already talked to myself about it before I went in there because I thought, you know, I had I had uh, told myself I have to, I'm going to have to accept whatever the answer is. That's just the way it's going to be. So, so I was okay with that. What scared me was, uh, and I never seen my mother go through this when she had was diagnosed with this. Uh, there was a period of time when I could hardly get in or out of a car or walk to a car. <clears throat> but some of the medications they have me on now have me more mobile than I was. Okay, so but, but that didn't happen right then. No, no. So when, when the doctor said to you, you've got about eight years, give or take, uh, then, you, then you started having some issues of walking. and all. What, How long did that take? Um, that was probably a year and a half to two years after that. That's when it. That's when it hit home. That okay, this is real now. You know, this is. What what, as you got that diagnosis, kind of pretty specific. You got about eight years to live. What did your kids when you told your kids that? What did they say? They didn't know. I don't think they knew what to say to me. You know, I know that I know they were worried. You know, uh, my son's not one that talks a lot, but I know he he was pretty concerned with it. You know, but. You know, since since all this has happened and I've gotten closer to Christ because it slowed me down, it's probably the best thing that's ever happened to me uh, because I'd have to say it is the best thing. We don't know how long we have on earth, this earth to live. You know, it's like I told you uh, earlier, there's kids at St. Jude's that won't wake up tomorrow that are three. I'm 57. I've been blessed. Uh, we all have any curable disease. It's death. And, you know, uh, there, we can't change that. If there's anything we're going to do in this world, that's the one thing we're going to do. It's not terrible, you know, especially when you have a relationship with Christ. Tax, uh, taxes and death. I mean, taxes that, that, and death. That, I mean, that's, that's it. I that, mean, that's right. You know, I ask uh, when 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 we were talking, and then Chad and I got together, and we we talk about the show, and we prepare, and I, I said, Chad, what, you know, if you if you had a, a eight year diagnosis, would you want to know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I I think I, yeah, I would want to know. Yeah, and and then then we talked about well, if if you knew you were gonna die or you, I mean, the thing is, we all know we're gonna die, but we, so many times we just block it out, right? And we we don't want to think about it. We and, don't want to think about it. Or nobody wants to discuss it. We just run away from it. And, and, and that's why that's why I wanted you on the show. Because I, I, I believe, even as Christians, uh, we're so unlike the Apostle Paul. The Apostle Paul says, for me to live is Christ, and to die is gain. True. And, and yet we, we go, to die is gain? Uh, but we, we just don't think in those terms so many times. And when you said this was the best thing that's happened to me, Right. Begin. But uh, before we before we talk about the best thing that's you know in, in your mind, the best thing that's happened to me is this diagnosis. Back up a little bit more to when when you are struggling to walk. Uh, you know, a year and a half, two years after the what the doctor told you, the diagnosis, and you know what's going to happen. What's going through your mind as your your body is beginning to really struggle? Um, that's when it really got real. <laughs> that's when I, you know, it's one thing for a doctor to tell you something and, you know, you're like, well, we'll see what happens. You know, I have a relationship with Christ. It's going to be good either way. Uh, but when, when I couldn't walk, it really got real. 
and <clears throat> it was neat because the closer I understood what was going on, it was. Did you say it was neat? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> there's when you get plugged into all this. There's it's the oddest things in my life is when things feel awkward to me that I don't want to do them. I'm realizing that uh, my relationship with Christ is transforming my life. I'm not doing things that are worldly anymore. I'm doing things that are Christ-like. So they're going to be different to me. So I've learned that, that, you know, it's going to be foreign to me. And it, I like it when into awkward situations anymore because it's just neat to see how it transforms into something that betters my life. And uh, every time I want to say no to helping somebody or I'm not too sure I want to engage in it, when I do, uh, it, there's a difference between happiness and joy. Happiness is temporary and joy is forever, okay? Mm-hmm. So when when you we don't want to be lucky or happy our life we want to be blessed and joyful yeah and so when you when you understand that uh, there's not a whole lot you fear and that's where i'm at in my life right now okay so that's where you are now right but when you were struggling to walk there was some significant fear there was some significant fear and all kinds of stuff goes through your mind you know what what about what about this what about that um i i know now that the less i have the more I have. That's the neatest thing that this disease has done for me. Um, I, we live like a king in this country. I mean, I've been in third, third world countries when I was in the Navy where people, where kids are eating French fries off your, uh, you're outside eating, there's kids eating, uh, trying to eat off your plate because they don't have any food to eat. You know, we, there's a lot of people in this country don't see that here. And, and uh, we do, we've got it made here. You know, uh, I, love where, I love where God has put me in my journey through my life. And I've gotten older now, and I look back, and I never forgot a whole lot of it. That's probably what's made me so strong with uh, the disease I've got. There are people who are dying right now of a massive heart attack that never had the opportunity that I have right now to go do the things I have right now to prioritize my life. And, you know, we it's like we were talking about a minute ago. People run from the word death, you know. But, you know, we don't want to die twice. You know, as Christians, we don't have to. We just die once from a physical body. Yeah. You know, we were born with a soul. We came to this world with a soul. Uh, you can you can do whatever you want to the human body, but when we leave here, that soul is still there. <laughs> it's still going to be responsible. I hear a lot of people say, "Well, I'll just be cremated. That'll just get me out of all of it." It's it's not going to happen like that. We all have a soul, and like I said, this disease has blessed me so much because I have gotten deeper in my relationship with Christ. I open the Bible. It's nice to go to church on Sunday. We should be going to church on Sunday to worship God. Uh, but we really need to open the Bible, and we really need to consume God's Word for what it is. The, the Christian faith is a lot more yes. than, than Sunday morning. We're going to continue to talk about that. So we'll be back on the next or third segment. So Tom has gotten this diagnosis. They say you got eight years, and now we're four years into that eight years. So we're going to talk about what Tom has done in the past four years, and in the final segment, we're going to talk about How's he going to end? How's he going to end this life? It may not be eight years. It could be 18. But how's he planning on ending this life he's been given? So we're going to take a break. We'll be back shortly on Solid Steps Radio. Welcome back to Solid Steps Radio, our third segment. We thank you for listening. We are here with Tom Winsett today, and we're talking about uh, once in a 
uh, a lifetime disease that you would he gets that he has said it's the best thing that's ever happened to him we're going to hear more about that if you want to hear more about the past couple segments go to our facebook page soundcloud or itunes and type in solid steps radio and you can hear the podcast in its entirety and we also want to thank our sponsors again we want to thank um bright star home care uh, they are an agency that helps people in in care for their loved ones if whether it's alzheimer's whether it's uh, full-time 24 7 care they help you uh, care for your loved ones so bright star home care they we want to thank them for sponsoring our show and we also want to thank frank enterprises for their they do septic repair and water drainage outside if you got some water drainage issues or any kind of septic issues they are the folks to to take care of that frank enterprises they'll come out and take a look at you and get you flowing again and uh <laughs> and uh, we also want to relay this when this airs we're going to have uh, a couple weeks from today we're going to have our annual radio appreciation event it's on september the 25th it's going to be a 6 p.m free dinner free dinner free dinner what what did you say it don't cost you anything it's free <laughs> from mark's feed store so if anything else come get a free barbecue sandwich on september the 25th 6 p.m and then at 7 p.m. we're gonna. Well, have, where is it gonna be? It's gonna be at the. I'm, I'm getting to that. Oh, okay. My, <laughs> at 7 p.m. we're gonna tape a live show. I'm gonna tape it live, airing it later with Dan Webster, uh, author and leadership guru. He's gonna come down and talk about leadership in our life and what that looks like. And that's gonna be at the Geens Foundation Lodge at 1421 Beckley Creek Parkway. That's over in Beckley Creek Park right? Yep. So if you're familiar with Beckley Creek Park here in Louisville, the Geens Foundation Center is going to be there. RSVP uh, on that. We need that pretty soon. So if you could RSVP, uh, Olivia at furtherstillministries.org. That's Olivia at furtherstillministries.org. Or you can message us on our Facebook page and we'll get that information. You know, Chad, um, one of the reasons why we do this is uh, this annual radio event is also uh, Further Still Ministries. It's just saying thank you for all our listeners, for all our friends, all our financial partners, and it's just a night of celebration, a night of gratefulness, of uh, thanksgiving. So uh, listeners, uh, we'd love to see you. Come come be a part of uh, September 25th on a radio event. Yep. Okay, so Tom, uh, uh, you know, um, when you're diagnosed, what's going on in your heart, like the past four years? They, they, they said you got about eight years to live. The past four years or so what's going on in your not just physical life but what's going on in your heart in your mind in your soul i would uh i started getting a whole whole lot closer to christ i used to be the kind of christian that touched the surface i went to church on sunday you know and uh but the more i started serving christ the more i started uh the deeper i got into the bible it's one thing to go to a bible study but to open a bible and uh, I do eight devotionals each morning. And yeah. uh, it's really neat because I'll open it and there'll be a verse in there. And I'm like, man, I got to know more about that, you know, because this pertains to my situation. This will bring me some peace. And I just jump all over the Bible. I can't, sometimes I can't get enough of it. It's just too neat. And the peace that I get from it is really great. You know, Psalm 19 says, The law of the Lord is perfect and it revives, it refreshes the soul. It, there's something powerful about God's word and God's truth that can give us peace right in the midst of a crazy diagnosis right I mean that's what you're saying yes I mean there's I see things now that I couldn't see before I love praying for wisdom it's one thing to be smart but to be wise enough to notice things that other people don't see 
in my walk with Christ uh, that brings me peace is just too neat. Uh, simple things, you know. We go through life really, really fast, and we, we, when we slow down, we come to know Christ. We uh, we see the things that we we see them in a spiritual way. We don't we don't see them in a worldly way, as I was talking about earlier. You know. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't mean uh, you you trusted Christ uh, almost a couple decades ago. Oh yes, but now I have the opportunity in a time where I I serve Christ. I've, I, I'm in different uh, 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 prisoners' hope. I serve with prisoners' hope. Um, I usher at church on uh, Saturday nights. I love being in a room full of uh, Christian brothers and sisters. It's just uh, there's nothing better, refreshing, or more enlightening. Yeah, I mean, you've mentioned you've you've done like Habitat for Humanity. Yeah, I've in, done some Habitat in the past, in, right? But you you have a whole new perspective. Yes, on life. Yes, I do. Um, uh, I'm not afraid of death anymore. I, it, it's okay. Um, we are all eventually. We all, like I said, we all have the incurable disease of death. You know, it's going to happen. But we shouldn't run from it. We should we should accept that it's going to happen. And uh, to me, that was, when I knew that, I knew I needed to get, I wanted to deepen my relationship with Christ. Uh, and, and that's what's helped me out a whole lot. That's that's why I say my disease is a, ble- is a blessing. It's probably the best thing that ever happened to me. I have time right now to go do God's work, to do what he wants to do done not what i want to do and, and you can't do everything because, no, you, no, because no. your body is is right is, is limited no I've, i'm bothered by that because there's physical things that uh charities or that require me to physically do things that I, that my body can't do anymore that i uh i t- that i took for granted a long time ago you know so and maybe that's what christ wants me to do with where i'm at now maybe he's got me on a path where he wants me to do things that don't require physical labor you know, such as talking to people. Yeah, and but we've got listeners, and I'm I'm just looking at Chad. There's things that we can do that you can't do, Tom. Correct. And yet, many times we don't do them. Right. right. And what you're describing is, my goodness, how I wish I could have, and woulda, and shoulda. Oh, I'd love to be able to go build some houses. I, that would be great to hang out with a bunch of people and build a house. <laughs> don't even know who's going to get the house. But, you know, it's just fun to hang out with those guys. You're not into pressure. You're not being paid. So you're kind of relaxed in that because you're doing something for the good of somebody else, and you're around a group of people that's sharing this and the same thing and are focused on the same thing. Tom, when we talked on the phone, and, and I, I just the, – the Bible says clearly, the joy of the Lord is our strength. And that's what I saw in you or I heard in, I heard in you. I, I would, you know, I wasn't even – had you know was with you personally i could just hear it on the phone with you the joy of the lord is your strength and that's really that that began to transform you it it changed your priorities yes yes um i i, I guess i said it earlier the less i have the more i have um it's just really neat uh we go the other way you know uh we don't float downstream we swim back we go against the current and the blessings are great when we do that. Uh, if we're floating down the river, there's probably something wrong. We're missing a whole lot of good, great things. Yeah, I mean, Jesus says um, it's more blessed to give than to receive. Well, that no, Jesus, you've got to be kidding. No, that's not right. It's it's more it's more blessed to get. And, and Jesus, no, 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 it's more blessed to give than to receive. And and that's what you're describing. Right. We turn we turn loose a greed. 
we turn loose of all the worldly things that we want and we have to have that we don't. When we get rid of things, we, lo- we, we lower anxiety. Uh, we create a lot of our anxieties because we want to do things in our way, in our fashion. But when we turn them over to Christ, we're accepting to do whatever the Lord wants us to do. My life is so much more peaceful now that I don't want for all these things that the whole world thinks they have to have a, 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 a sportier car, a bigger house. You know, when we do these things, we're creating anxiety in our life because when we acquire these things, there's so much that we have to do with them. Matter of fact, it's it's really a bad thing because we push, we actually push Christ out of our life because our focus is lost on Christ anymore. Yeah, you know, we we get we get so wrapped up in taking care of all our stuff and all our things and going here and going there and doing this and doing that, and we miss we miss the abundant life of what you're describing. Right. I, I okay. So Tom. Um, talk to our listeners about the shift of priorities. The shift of priorities are, like I said, I look around my house and I, I could live in a 600-square-foot building right now uh, and be content and happy with that. I know I would. Uh, th- that wouldn't be a problem for me. And uh, that's what my focus is on right now. I just want to go do Christ's work. Uh, I just need a place to sleep. You, you know, I just want to go out and do God's work. You wake up in the morning. And you have gratefulness, and even though you're moving towards death, even though you're struggling with this disease, y- you have gratefulness, and you can say, ah, "Okay, Lord, I'm, I'm I want to just want to serve you today." Right. And there's this peace and joy and contentment that I would say the vast majority of Christians do not experience on a daily basis. Oh yeah, I used to be one of those Christians. <laughs> yes, I have I know, I know the difference and my eyes have been open so much more now because of this disease I've got. Yes, I used to be I used to be that lost. I used to be the kind of Christian that touched the surface and now I've dug down deeper. And uh, it's it's just great to dig really deep because that's where it's all at. It's the upside down of Jesus. Exactly. Uh, that's uh that's that's good and rich and so true, brother. It is. It, it is. So, Tom, what, let me ask you, what was the, the one thing that, <clears throat> was there a, a, an event, a catalyst that you said to yourself, now this is the best thing, this is an opportunity to, to Paul writes about the fellowship, enjoy the fellowship of suffering with Christ. Like there's an idea of this suffering, there's something that come out of this. Was there any one particular thing that happened that you said, boy, this helps shoot me in that direction um i don't think there's any one thing but you know you bring up the apostle paul and you look at all the suffering that paul did uh i i would like to be that kind of a christian you know and that and we all should be i mean we should be we all should be it and it is it's in, it's it's in the suffering that we go through in life that we learn these teachings if we're going through a life where we're not suffering uh we're not growing i know this sounds kind of crazy but well, the, the Bible speaks over and over again. Right, there's suffering, suffering. Suffering. Paul says to Timothy in his, his young protege, Timothy, jump into this world of suffering with me because it's a good thing. We're going to take a break, come back in our fourth and final segment, and we're going to talk to Tom and say, hey, Tom, let's talk about the, the, the final years. On paper, the doctors say you've got four years left, and what's the last four years of Tom's life? 
He's going to sit on a beach, cross his legs, and just watch the tide come in. No, he's not. Wait till you hear some of the things he's got planned. So we're going to take a break. Come back on Solid Steps Radio. Welcome back to our fourth and final segment of Solid Steps Radio. You've missed a good one if you're just joining us. We're talking with Tom Winsett uh, about his uh, incredibly rare disease, scleroderma. Scleroderma. Okay. And uh, if you want to hear about how this was the greatest thing that's ever happened to him, go to SoundCloud, iTunes, or Facebook and just type in Solid Steps Radio, or you can go to furtherstillministries.org, click on the mic, and you can hear the show in its entirety, commercial-free. Thanks to our great sponsors like Ellen and Credit Union and Dan Hart Financial, if you need to figure out what you want to do with your investments for a, a lot longer down the road than just now. Dan Hart likes to look at your retirement and says, how can we take your money and point it in the direction of the kingdom? Dan Hart Financial, he can do that. Also, we want to remind you for upcoming event, Beside You for Life, it's formerly a woman's choice and uh, Nicole's place, pregnancy resource those places have been combined under one roof beside you for life they're having their annual banquet october 2nd 6 p.m at the new omni hotel enjoy dinner and hear from dynamic panel including dave stone senior pastor of southeast christian church and they're going to talk about the national pregnancy center center association john stone street from the colson center is going to be there and they're going to talk about and help support Beside You for Life. If you'd like to go to that, you can get tickets. You go to besideyou.org forward slash benefit. That's B-S-I-D-E-U dot org forward slash benefit. Or you can call 589-9400. That's 589-9400. And again, just want to let everybody, our listeners know, we're having a listener appreciation free event, September the 25th, 6 p.m. It's a free event? Free event. You don't have to pay anything. Mark's Feed Store. And we're going to tape a show that night, and it's going to air a later date, and you're going to like it. It's at the Geens Foundation Lodge in Beckley Creek Park. Olivia at furtherstillministries.org. Olivia at furtherstillministries.org. So, okay, so, Tom, uh, last segment here, but I, 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 you were diagnosed eight years ago, four years ago, right. given about eight years to live. What's the game plan? Okay, you got about four years to live. Well, part of it's not sitting on the couch with the best cable TV eating bonbons. Come on. You're kidding me. I, I, know, no. what you, I know what you're going to do. I know what you're going to do. You're going to get a condo down on the beach, and you're going to go to the beach every day and just sit on the beach and just wait. Uh, the person before I became a strong Christian, yes. That's the way the rest of the world rose, and that's probably what I've done. But now I just want to go help people, and I want to uh, connect people to Christ. Uh, that's the most important thing right now. Uh, people throughout the world, especially my family, you know, I pray for my family, but I pray for people throughout the world and that uh, that they'll come to know Christ. Uh, that's the most important thing to me right now, and I want to be part of that. So uh, I'm trying to get uh, deeper in my relationship with Christ and uh, volunteer and do uh, as much volunteering as I can. When I focus on volunteering, I want to volunteer to do more spiritual stuff, really. I want to people to know Christ. It's nice to build things and it's nice to do it, to do uh, to help people. But at the end of the day, our most important thing we should do is help people to get a relationship with Christ. Well, okay. One of the things that um, intrigued me because you you have about four years to live, and you called me up to wanted some information about a a disciple-making uh, opportunity of, of a Bible memory, Bible study. We call it Thoroughly Equipped. Um, we also, it's a DC called, uh, uh, stands for Disciple-Making Curriculum. And uh, it's a 21-month deal. 
Right. And you go, I want to get in that. Right. <laughs> you, most people would say, he's out of his mind. He's only got four years to live, and he's now going to commit to almost a two-year disciple-making, Bible-reading, Bible-memory, Bible-study. And you go, no, that's what I want. That's what I need. Right. There's been times throughout my life when I always hear the phrase, uh, fishermen of men. <clears throat> and I've always wanted to be that. And I finally, in my journey in life, that's where I'm at. I'm like, this is what God wants me to do. This is my chance to do some discipleship, to get deeper, to know Christ's teachings and the way I'm supposed to do it and, and how to do it. So, uh, yeah, uh, it's led me God has led me to these things because I want these things. I ask for them. God loves us first. I understand that. He expects he wants us to come back to him. And that's where I've that's where I've put my priorities in life right now is coming back to to God and doing what he wants me to do in his way. Well, there's only two things that last forever. The Bible teaches the souls of mankind and secondly God's word, God's truth. And so what you're describing is saying, I want to invest these last four years of my life. It might be a little less than four, might be a little bit more than four, but about four. According to medical folks, it's kind of know what they're talking about. Now, obviously, God could God could say, you know what, scratch all that. I'm going to give you another 25. And, and that could happen. Oh, he, yes, he, I believe he, that. He, he, I do believe that. He did that to King. I, I believe that before I got into the discipleship program. I, the Lord's got a lot for me to do. I, I'm not getting out of this. I mean, really, that's the, what it comes down to. It's like, you're not, uh, I don't think I'm going to let you go on for you. You've got work for me to do. You, you're going to be here more than four years because I have work for you to do. That's good. So, and, and I know that, and I truly believe that with all my heart. And part of your, a part of your, uh, the work that you, that God's called you to do, to serve him, is also to get anchored deeper into his truth, into his word, so that you can be more effective. It's, it's sharpening your ax. Right, correct. That's what you're doing. Right, if I'm gonna teach God's teachings, I have to, I have to learn them, I have to teach them the way that he taught them. And I can't bend that. I can't bend any of that. It has to be to the letter, uh, and, and that because it we it has to be just like that. What you're describing is the character and the priorities of Jesus. That's what you're describing, right? I mean, it, that that's your life, and your heartbeat is how do we help more and more people line up with the character and the priorities of Jesus? Correct. I love that, um, Tom. Uh, our time is up, but you got uh, you just take thirty seconds to just say uh, kind of a closing word to our listeners of um, of just a challenge, uh, a word of encouragement to our listeners. Um, so you may pray on this right now. No, no, I'm, you're going to pray after after you give this last little okay. uh, at, little exhortation to our listeners. Um. I just want people to stop and as Psalm 4610 says, be still. I say that to myself 24 hours a day. <laughs> um, before I go out and do anything, there's exciting things I, I want to go outside and do, whether it's just go outside and sit in a lawn chair uh, when the sun's coming up in the morning. Uh, I know that I'm supposed to give those first few minutes to, to, to God. So I get to my devotionals and uh, I do some breathing exercises and I, and I meditate and I get into that and I slow myself down, and I don't let anything disrupt that. If I don't do that, my day's not good. Mm. And when you do that enough, you'll, you'll learn that, that if you rush out that door and you're not doing that, 
you're gonna your whole day is gonna be bad. And I've learned to call out in Christ's name in in any situation. Before I you pick up the phone, you call nine one. No, the first thing you do in any given situation, you call on the Lord. Uh, you you pray to God in that instant, right then and there. Whether you're driving down the road, whether you're driving down the road or whatever, walking because, down the sidewalk, walking right. walking into the grocery store, walking into work, right. That's where we put our trust in Christ in that very moment. Yeah, uh, in, in every in every situation. In every situation, trust in the Lord, cry out to Him, talk with Him, walk with Him, pursue Him, because He is your life. Exactly, and that's where I've been blessed. Like I said that I didn't die of a massive heart attack, that I've had time in my life right now. That's why my this disease is a blessing. I have the time to slow down and, and give the rest of my life to Christ. There's no retirement in the Bible. Our inheritance is on the other side. <laughs> Everything that I do in Christ's name, when I do it his way, in those awkward moments that I talk about, I always get tenfold out of it when I do it God's way. Well, you know, it's interesting because, you know, you think about uh, when you trusted the Lord 20 years ago, for, the, for so many years, you were, you were a Christian. If you would have died, you have gone to heaven. But you really list, you, you missed out on the abundant life. The opportunities. And the opportunities to make, to store up treasures in heaven. You were doing a lot of storing up treasures on earth. Right. And now your eyes have been opened, and you go, no, the, the way to true life, uh, the abundant life, the full life, is to store up treasures in heaven. Right. You know, one thing that comes to my mind so often is me being, there's a line there, and those, there are those lost souls, and I'm on the other side, and I'm asking myself if I'm full of guilt because I didn't do God's work to go save some of those people. Mm-hmm. I, that responsibility is going to be on my shoulder, I know that. On the day I... On the day, that day, I'm going to be on the side of the fence with the Lord looking back, and, and I'm going to have to blame myself for the opportunities I didn't take to save those peoples. Well, and, and uh, that's true, but, but it's also true. I think he's also going to say to you, Tom, well done, good and faithful servant. We're going to wrap up. We, uh, thanks so much for coming in, Tom. It was great to have you. Would you have just a quick, short prayer for our, for our listeners right now? Would you yes. pray for us? Heavenly Father, I pray that uh, those out there listening will take the time to be still and listen and uh, to love their family members, to pray for their neighbors, uh, to be kind and loving to each other, uh, to come to know your son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Tom. Thanks so much. You know, there was a movie a few years back called My Life, and it was about Michael Keaton as a character, and his character in that movie, his name was Bob Jones, and Bob Jones was given a, a cancer diagnosis, and he knew he was not going to live to see his children uh, grow up, and he was filming videos and taught them about girls and taught his boys about dating and all these cool things. There's a quote from it that it says here, he says, dying's a really hard way to learn about life. Mm. Now, for us Christians... It's not. It's hard, but it's a lot more life-giving. Dying should be life-giving. Jesus said you have to lose your life in order to gain it. Yes. And that means every day, losing our life. Every second. And so Tom has been an incredible shot in my arm to see a man who's doing that. And I'm going to die one day. It could be today. It could be in 50 years. I need to live as if I am. And uh, so do we. Because our eternity starts right now, not when we die.
And so we thank you for listening. And if you're listening to this show and you say to yourself, you know what? Uh, I'm going to just be good enough. I'm going to try hard enough. And I'm just going to keep my nose clean. I thought that for 28 years, but I realized I couldn't keep my nose clean enough. It's not my good works. It's the work of Jesus on the cross. And you cannot get into heaven and into a relationship with God outside of the cross. And so what are you going to do with the cross? We pray that you will accept it and and take God's work for your life. And we pray that you'll walk with him. So thank you for listening. Pass this along to somebody else. And we appreciate your time and your support of Solid Steps Radio.